Oh, hey there, food friends. Welcome back to another episode of Fuel Her Awesome. You guys ready to fuel some of your awesome? I know I'm excited y'all are here. So today's episode was actually inspired by a listener. One of you sent in a incredible question, and I thought it was one that was so insightful and one probably a lot of you have that I decided to turn it into a whole episode. Miss Sophia, who is 14 years old and quite honestly, based on this question, I believe wise beyond her years. Sophia, thank you so much for submitting this question. Let's go ahead and listen to it, and then we'll dive right in and start unpacking it. Hi, Jess. My name is Sophia. I'm 14 years old. I'm on my journey of food freedom and intuitive eating and body love. I just want to ask, how do I deal with people who are embedded in diet culture and are saying and spreading messages of diet culture and really heal from diet culture instead of just ditching it? Thank you. What's up, food friends? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jazz, and if you're new here, I'm so happy you are here. I am a body bully warrior, food freedom guru, nutrition nerd with a capital RD, get it, for registered dietitian. (laughs) I am here to help you become an empowered eater. I'm dishing out nutrition fun with a side of science as we learn how to let go of guilt and that all or nothing mentality. I am in your corner cheering you on because I know you have this inner awesome and we just need to fuel it right. We need to fuel it with the right food, the right mental thoughts, the right relationships. I'm here to fuel your awesome with the nutrition info that supports you, empowers you, mental strength training, and confidence that radiates regardless of your body shape. You know you hold an inner awesome and I know you know this because you're here. You downloaded this podcast, you're listening, you're tuning in. So if you're ready to be the healthiest version of yourself, here we go. Food freedom means food is just food and you can channel that energy you used to use to obsess about food in your body. Now we take that energy and we can channel it towards serving your purpose, your family, your work, your inner awesome. It's so crazy how there's this ripple effect when we allow ourselves to be the healthiest version of ourselves. Our family feels it, our work feels it girls the world needs it i'm stoked to be in your corner be sure to connect with me on instagram at JessBrownRD or check out all my resources JessBrownRD.com. all right superwoman are you ready to channel that inner awesome we're gonna take it up to the next level let's dive into today's show Okay, Miss Sophia, again, thank you for sending this question. I know you're not alone in this, and this is actually something that's been popping up repeatedly in the sessions I've been having with clients because I think it is kind of confusing, and we see a lot on social media with this anti-diet culture movement, like pushing, we've got, you know, we've got diet culture, which pushes a lot of agendas, (laughs) and then we have anti-diet culture, that's really fighting against that. And I think some people feel the call to be a part of that fight and to be vocal and loud. And some people are like, I don't know. I I haven't quite figured it out. Like there's a lot of noise. I think we can all agree there is just a lot of noise. And so I think your question can help us turn this noise down and get back to some of the basics and get really grounded in our own thoughts so we do know how to respond to these people in a way that feels good and empowers our whole culture, right? Everyone around us not just starts more fights and creates more noise. So I really, really like this question. Um, But first, I want to give a disclaimer. So My personality type is one that is not afraid of confrontation and at the same time, I really like to find ways to disagree but still respect one another. And I 
I'm saying this because I think a lot of the diet anti-diet culture has turned into a fight and a war and like a there is a right or wrong way. And I just don't believe everything, especially when it comes to one's individual story with body and food. I don't believe it's black or white. And I don't believe there is one right way. I do think we have to do the work ourselves to get really clear on what's important to us so that when we hear some of the external like diet culture based things or things we perceive to be based in diet culture, we're not easily offended. Like we don't feel the need to get up in arms about it because we've already done our own work. And if it's something that we think is harmful to ourselves or those around us or our loved ones, we have the ability to have these conversations in a productive, calm, unemotional way. And that's really my stance on this. So the rest of this episode is going to be about how we can find a foundation to stand on ourselves so that when people are in the midst of diet culture or pushing a diet culture agenda, like we have the ability to one, not get offended, not bring our emotion into it, and stand solid on our own ground. And then if we decide to go forth and have a conversation, um, we can get there. And I think you actually answered part of this in your question. You know, you said, Sophia, how do I deal with these people that are in diet culture and pushing diet culture agenda? And how do I heal? Part of working and being in productive conversations with folks who are so deep in diet culture is doing the healing work yourself and moving from just di- not just ditching diet culture, but going through the whole healing process. So I think that's really cool how you answered it in your question, but I want to unpack what it looks like to really heal from diet culture and move forward and move into being the healthiest version of yourself. And I think we have to start by defining what is healing from diet culture, There's a lot of information on there on how to get out of diet culture, how to ditch diet culture. And I think that's a really, really important step in this process. But we have to remember this is a process. And just because we've completed one step doesn't mean there's not like a million more, right? Like that's life. There is always more we can learn and more things to do. And that initial phase of ditching diet culture is one that is emotional and it can be draining because We bring so much history and hurt and pain in that. I mean, that's the stories we hear of women who somebody said something to them when they were little about, you know, not wearing shorts with cellulite. And so they haven't worn shorts until they're 40 years old or they are afraid to do the next thing, apply for the next job because they feel like they need to lose weight first. Like those are the pieces of diet culture that have really robbed us and hurt us. And so that initial phase can be one that is emotional, is triggering. So I think we're in, when we're in that first phase of ditching diet culture, we're not really in the healing phase. So we have to recognize there's a difference first and foremost. When we're in that initial phase, guys, there is so much that has to happen. We have to detox, which means we have to draw some serious boundaries That might be on your social media, that might be with friends, that might be changing where you work out, limiting the kinds of movies and magazines that you're paying attention to. I mean, the way I look at this phase in moving through diet culture is kind of like when you break up with a boyfriend. If you find yourself in a relationship and come to a a place where you realize it is an unhealthy relationship, you go ahead and you go through with the breakup, but one of the things you don't do is go to brunch with him the next day because what happens? It's like 
we you're putting yourself in the middle of the crossfire and it's really hard to move forward when you're sitting next to your ex-boyfriend after breaking up with him, right? You can start to go, oh, I don't know. He was so good. Like, he could be good this way. You, you second guess everything. And I think when it comes to diet culture, that first phase, it's really important to create space because you have been in an unhealthy relationship. You have been in a place where you've been told your value is based on how you look and how you appear and being thinner or stronger or your body looking a certain way. So creating space in this initial phase is going to be really important. We have to turn the noise down so we can actually access our own thoughts and our own definitions and redefine, rework our relationship with our food and our body. So this initial phase, um, I typically recommend backing off of anything that's triggering. Um, This is where we really challenge the good and bad food list and we start to make peace with food. So being healthy doesn't necessarily look like having a salad at lunch. It might look like having something that you've been denying yourself for who knows how many years. So there's that initial phase that kind of goes counter to diet culture. And that is something that I unpack in detail in the first three modules of my e-course. I mean, we really get clear on looking at what your values are. And that's, again, like creating the space and redefining health on your terms, right? We get clear on what success looks like for you. We start to reconnect with your own biofeedback instead of staying stuck in what diet culture has told you to believe and how to handle your body. This is where we experiment with foods, like, again, letting go of that good or bad food list. We start to challenge food rules. For example, if you're one of those that had a rule like I can't eat after 8 p.m., it's like, okay, we need to break that rule, right? Like we need to take the power back. We need you to eat at 801 or 833, whatever, and recognize that you will be okay eating past that time. Because once we take the power back from those food rules, it gives us the ability to reestablish faith and trust in our own body and create autonomy with our own body and back away and silence that diet culture noise for good. So this is the first phase of really moving away from diet culture. But Sophia, you have an excellent point. Like there is more than just this detox. Like how do we bring it full circle and really, really heal? My friends, this is why Empowered Eating was born. (laughs) This right here. Because I was sitting across the office room from my colleague and dear friend, Bryn Anthony, and we were talking about just this. Like we have a whole group of people that have done the detox and diet culture. They've really moved away. But now they're like, okay, but I still want to be the healthiest version of myself. But I don't want to go back to those food rules. So how do I do it? Here's empowered eating. This is the whole thing, friends. This is where once you take the time to do the detox, you can actually move into this space of how can I filter nutrition knowledge through my own values and through my own biofeedback to come to a place where I feel like I'm making empowered eating choices. Because at the end of the day, I'm not in this business to like teach you guys how to just fight diet culture. Like, I mean, I think there's a time and a place for that, but I don't want the story to stop there. You know, I don't want it to be now our energy is, we're no longer spending it on hating ourselves. Now we're spending it hating our culture. No, because guess what? We live in this culture. My goal here is to empower you. So you can stand solid in your own food decisions. And if you look at someone who is wise and mature, maybe not in the food arena, but just in 
life, one of the things you'll notice about someone who has wisdom is they're not swayed by external stimuli. Like they're not easily pulled away or distracted because they really know what's important to them and what their mission is. And if we take this and apply this to food, we can do the same thing where we can be in a place where we feel we know what our health journey looks like. We know what we're chasing after. We know how our body works with food. So when these diet culture folks come in saying like, whatever, like don't eat sugar or don't eat bread, whatever. I mean, there's so many things, right? Intermittent fasting, keto, we we all hear it on the daily. When those things come in, like we've done the work and it doesn't sway us. It doesn't pull us. It doesn't distract us. And in fact, we might be so solid that we feel some empathy for that person who might be bound to those food rules. Or maybe they're not food rules. I will tell you one thing that really humbled me when I started a more public approach to (laughs) my work, doing more public speaking, this really humbled me early on in my journey, is I came in hot, like anti-diet culture. I'm fighting this, like it is bad if you do any of these diets. And I have to say, I was quickly reminded that that is not the best way to communicate this. And I'm actually being a bit of a hypocrite if I come in so hot pointing the finger at someone else, telling them that their way is wrong. Like, I'm no different than they are. Instead, I need to be able to listen to people. I need to be able to say, tell me about your story. Okay, you love keto or you love intermittent fasting. Tell me why. Like, what is it about it that makes you feel good? And then I can side with them. I can sit with them, hear their story. And if they ask me for my advice, I can share it. And if they don't, you know what? Just like diet culture unwarranted advice is not welcome or helpful, like my unwarranted advice is not welcome or helpful to someone else. So I really honestly believe that to really heal from diet culture, we have to step away from the noise, turn it down, do the detox, but spend the time defining health on our own terms and getting to know our own body and working with people who can help us filter nutrition knowledge through our own values, our own story, and our own biofeedback. Guys, that is the empowered eating model in a nutshell. This is what I walk through in my Food Foundations e-course from start to finish. Like we start with ditching diet culture. We do the deeper body image work. Then we move into biofeedback and start to get acquainted with what does hunger and satiety even look like to me? You know, what do my bowel movements say about the food I eat? Yep, that's right the poop report. I said that really fast and like it was nothing, but to those of you who are squeamish, (laughs) it's important. It's important biofeedback. But we walk through all that and then, and then start to pull in fuel planning and nutrition knowledge and how we can fuel our body in a way that really does make us the healthiest version of ourselves. And I think this whole process is so important because if we just do the ditching diet culture piece and moving towards intuitive eating and we don't ever actually return to some of the nutrition knowledge, we're cutting ourselves short because there is like really, really cool nutrition science out there. And if we can look at it in a healthy way, in a stable way, in a productive way, we can use it to our advantage. I'm speaking on this front personally because I, you know, being someone who struggled with an eating disorder for many years, I spent a good probably 12 years in ditching diet culture where I didn't have good or bad foods. I really ate um, intuitively without the gentle nutrition. So what I mean by that is like 
ate whatever I wanted when I was hungry and I stopped when I was full, um, really focused on finding joy in food. And that was a season of life I really, really needed to go through in order to get myself ready for the next step. And it took me a long time, guys. It took me, like I said, 10 to 12 years. Um, Yeah, that's a long time. (laughs) And I think it wasn't until after I had my kids that I started to return to some of like my nutrition knowledge and working through integrating new intentional eating goals. And that was because that was in alignment with my values. I have kids. I've got a lot on my plate. I ask a lot of my body. I'm getting older. Like that's nothing I can do about, right? (laughs) I've got to change how I eat. And so I started adding things back in that initially almost made me feel guilty. Like I was returning to diet culture. But when I really looked at it and evaluated, is this in alignment with my values? Using that empowered eating model, I was able to identify, no, like this isn't diet culture. This is me taking care of myself. So for example, one of the things I added back in was having a giant salad for one of my meals a day. This is something that, you know, back in college was a disordered thought. It was like I was required to have a salad for one meal a day. And if I didn't, I felt like I failed. And then it would lead me to overeat or binge eat, throw in the towel because I had ruined it all. You you guys know that all or nothing thinking. But now I've done the work and the reality is I feel better when I have a giant salad at least once a day because I get a lot of veggies in. It builds my nutrition up. It actually helps me fight some of that like dip in my energy that I feel in the afternoon. And I just like I feel a lot better. My bowel movements are better. All of it. It's just better. So I had to do that work, though, and I had to look at the big picture because if I hadn't gone through those years of not having salad for lunch, I wouldn't be in a place where I was ready to have salad for lunch. Now, I hope you guys don't have to go go through that for 10 years. Like, I, I do think that's a while. And part of that probably had to do with, one, how disordered my thinking was prior to ditching diet culture, but also my career. I spent the 10 years there working with people who were deep in their eating disorder. So it's almost like I kind of stayed in that mentality with them. Um, Not the disordered part, but the ditching diet culture piece. And then I had to do some work to move beyond that. Because here's the bottom line in this phase of healing from diet culture. There are awesome nutrition tips out there. And there's really cool science on how to biohack our bodies to be healthier. But notice I'm not talking about appearance. Like that's where we're pulling away from diet culture and really living in this space of being truly healthy because it doesn't have anything to do with what I look like. It has everything to do with preventing cancer, increasing the longevity and the well-being of my life, helping me be more energetic in the gym. Like it has everything else to do with health not appearance. That's how we're going to know it's not diet culture based. But there's a lot of really cool nutrition information out there. And the reality is that diet culture overcomplicates and clouds that. It overcomplicates and clouds the beautiful, amazing, nerdy nutrition science. And we have to go through this full process in order to get to a space where we can return to that information from a logical and clear-minded way. So going back to that food rule of like don't eat after eight o'clock, in every food rule there is like a slight sliver of truth, right? And so in that one, some of it has to do with one, most of us are eating like snacky foods, things that don't provide a lot of nutrition after 8 p.m. So less to do with metabolism, more to do with creating a boundary that helps you not overindulge in foods that don't provide a lot of nutritional uh, content. 
So little sliver of truth there. However, if that rule is causing you to go crazy and binge eat, like it's not helpful, right? (laughs) There's also another sliver of truth in that. And that's there is some metabolic and microbiome benefit from taking a break from eating while we sleep. And that break has been estimated to be beneficial anywhere between 6 and 12 hours. Now, intermittent fasting, I'm not talking about that necessarily. I'm just talking about taking a gut rest that we naturally can build into our lifestyle. Like that can be helpful. And there's really cool science on that. But I couldn't even look at that until I went through this whole process of ditching diet culture, creating space, redefining my relationship with food, redefining health on my terms, establishing my values. How do those values play into my goals with food? And what is my biofeedback? Like all that stuff and all that stuff I talk about in the Food Foundations course. I had to get that nice and clear. And then I could go back to this 8 p.m. rule and say, okay, It actually does give my gut a rest while I sleep. I sleep better and my bowel movements are healthier. So, okay. But the difference here is that it's not a hard and fast rule. I'm looking at it as when I practice this, here are the benefits I get. But you know what? If I'm out with my friends after 8 o'clock on a Friday night, it's like whatever. You just do what you do because you're not doing it out of fear. You haven't established that guideline or that goal out of fear. Rather, you've established it because you know what it gives to you. It gives more to you than it takes away. So it's a totally different way of looking at it. Guys, this all comes down to this thought that what was healthy yesterday may not be healthy today, may not be healthy tomorrow. Our journey with food and body is ever-changing, and that's just the way it is, right? Because we're always aging. (laughs) There's always new things, new obstacles, and so we have to be able to have that solid food foundation to evaluate our present-day relationship with food. When we have this ironed out, smoothed out, and we feel solid in this, friends, this is when we are able to, one, not be offended by diet culture, and two, have productive conversations with these people. I have really, really interesting conversations with friends who have been in the depths of diet culture, but I will tell you they've been productive only because I didn't go in hot I mean, I used to. Don't get me wrong. I totally used to. And I learned the hard way. (laughs) That's not productive. But I don't go in hot with my agenda and, you know, all my wisdom. No, 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 no. I'm here to teach you the right way. No. I'm like, all right, tell me what you know. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I know. But before I tell you what I know, I'm going to get to know your story. I want to ask you some questions and help you evaluate what you're doing and see if it's really helping those around you. So totally different way of approaching things. And I think the reality is we have to accept that some people are going to continue to live in diet culture. And it's not the place I want to live, but, you know, some people are going to stay there. And that's the beauty of where we live today is that everyone gets to decide how they want to live their life. And we don't have to agree with it. But if I'm here doing everything I can to make this place a better world, I'm not going to start fights with that, right? Like I'm going to respect each individual and I have the opportunity and I have the option to not be offended or pulled in to their own process because it's theirs and not mine, but I've done the work to establish mine. Miss Sophia, thank you so much for asking such an incredible question. I hope this answers it. I hope it gives you power to continue on this journey. You're on an amazing journey and starting this one at 14 years old, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see what you do for this world. You're going to do incredible things because you're getting your stuff figured out now and you're going to be able to empower and help a lot of people in the future. 
friends out there who are fighting this fight, wherever you're at on the spectrum of ditching diet culture to establishing your own relationship or maybe coming full circle and healing and starting to implement that nutrition guidance and intentionality again, I hope you are doing the very best you can. And my wish and my hope and my prayer for you today is that you are empowered and feeling confident where you're at. If you're stuck, you guys know where to find me. Head on over to JessBrownRD.com. I would love, love, love to be in your corner. You can check out my e-course or reach out for private coaching. Friends, I hope you have an empowered, wonderful day. Cheers and happy eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating. Thank you.